You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. I don't know what the fuck she says, man. (laughs) You're missing... She's got a bit of, like, shaggy in her. Here's my confession. And I don't mean shaggy from Scooby-Doo. I mean, like, uh... God with possession. There you go. Yeah, it's got a little... Life is one big party when you feel young. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) They call me Mr. Zumba. They call me Mr. Zumba. (laughs) <laughs> Mr. Zumba? I don't know what the, I don't know what he says either. <laughs> That's his new career now. Well, he just took it R-rated there. By saying ding dong? Yes. That's that so is R-rated. Highly offensive. It's rated R for ridiculous. <laughs> uh, How was your week, man? My week, man. It's only Tuesday, and I feel like <laughs> well, this I, has been the, the freaking 12-day week. I'll include your weekend in it, then. How was your, your weekend slash... Peace in my heart. <laughs> As everybody's working for the weekend, guys, by the way. Uh, oh, I don't know. Weekend, weekend's good. Weekend was good. We... Uh, uh, got to do some things. We had a little date night, a uh, double date night with Sarah fun. and Sarah's sister and her fella. Isn't that a movie? And uh, yeah, Sister Sarah, Serving mm. Sarah. Sarah's, we talked no, about it. Sarah's sister. You so, talked about Serving Sarah? Serving Sarah. No, we didn't talk about that. We did go see La La Land, though. Oh, yeah. So you're all caught up now, huh? Yeah, well, kind with, of. With, with the hype. Are you feeling the love? Are you feeling the uh, magic, Joe? I liked it. Right? I know. It's like it was a B good plus, movie, but A minus, but I don't get the... I, I never understand the Oscar nomination. I felt the same way about Arrival, where it's like, it wasn't a bad movie. I just... But Oscar? Wow. Yeah. Any other year, I kind of felt like it probably wouldn't have been an Oscar contender. It what was, was your favorite? Well, yeah, yeah, finish your thought there. It I'll was ask. it was a moving film. Mm-hmm. Like, it had some parts where, like, wow. But it totally did that fucking have your cake and eat it too moment near oh, the end. Yeah. Um, which kind of frustrated the shit out of me. And then there were some things, like, technically, that bothered me. Really? Uh, yeah. Like, where you could clearly point out, like, the, uh, uh, the composite points. Like, when they would edit... <laughs> shots together to make it look like a continuous shot oh yeah but it wasn't and you're like oh oh well that was kind of that was kind of glaring some movies are better at that than others yeah, this one was not very good it kind of took me out of it uh specifically spoiler alert um when uh emma stone is singing her song at that audition near the end yeah it's all one take it, well it it's supposed looks to like be. it's all one take yeah. but you could tell like the the edit points where she's even blurry while they're transitioning from one to the other and it was like wow um Maybe, uh, maybe gave this one more pass. Well, are you sure? Room. Maybe there wasn't. A, maybe there was a stylistic thing since he was going for like a musical think, from the '40s. You wanted a, to use some of the effects. I don't think that's ever a stylistic. Not like that. That's not <laughs> no, a style choice. Wasn't intentional. Uh, but I mean, that didn't I, bug me. I didn't. I, I mean, yes, I noticed it, but uh, it, it wasn't enough to take me out of it. it, it because all bets are off in a musical, right? You can get, kind of get away with anything. Um, I guess so. Production wise, I guess so. I I liked it though. I mean, it was fun. It was. Mm-hmm. It harkened back to a a a. a a golden age of Hollywood. To for a second there, I, I thought it was set in the eighties until Jen had to re, had to point out like, no, they're using cell phones. <laughs> Remember, I'm like, oh yeah, this is today, but yeah. it's so trying to be eighties. The car he's driving and the clothes. It was very like the Batman songs. the animated series where it was yeah yeah all, all eras wrapped up in one era. So uh, so yeah, no, like I, I liked it, but after seeing it, I was like, oh okay, it makes sense that this did not win Best Picture. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, although everybody thought it would, and it's, but it does seem like the movie that would because it's th- all pro Hollywood. And- 
and I think it's probably to... it's probably a super accessible to to the movie going public. You think where so? They, where they'd see Musicals? that movie and go, okay. I don't know. You you have not met my dad. People like well, your your dad probably doesn't represent like you know. No, but but there's a but yeah, not not a big sect of the uh, <laughs> the go the movie going yeah demographic. Uh, it it was a gorgeous looking movie. Mm-hmm. For the most part, uh, Sarah pointed something out though. Like we kind of thought the whole movie was going to be kind of like the opening bit, where it's going to be like big song and dance numbers. Mm-hmm. There really weren't a whole lot of songs. No, it they was... kind of led with that one and then didn't really. Yeah. Oh. Well, and then kind of followed up with that quick one. Hey, us girls going out on the town. You know, we're going to sing about finding our man. Who it, knows who you'll meet? It quickly jettisoned that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it just became like a normal movie. It became kind of a normal movie, but it had industry. some dances, it had some dancing in it, and the dance sequences were fantastic. Yeah, uh, but then you, you got to admit, redeemed itself at the very end there with that final number. I I loved that. Did it? I loved uh, that. That is what for me propelled it oh, from a B about minus as, B plus as to they like were, a B as minus. they're like walking through the sets and stuff that represent the different acts of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I I dug that. I thought that was cool. Uh, but that's what I'm talking about, where it felt like it was kind of wanting to have its cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, now here's the ending, as if it was them that ended up together. Yeah, but it wasn't. <laughs> now we're back to here, and she's with Thomas Everett Scott. Is that who that guy is from that thing you do? Oh, an American Werewolf. I in wondered Paris. where he had gone. Yeah. It was. It was, it nice was to him, see wasn't again. he? Yeah, sure was. Ah, yeah, he's all grown up. He's all grown up. I told Sarah, I was like, he's so old now. She's like, no, he looked fine. <laughs> we're I was like, we're really? all old now. Because Tom Everett Scott, in my mind, Tom Everett Scott will always look like what he looked like in that thing you do. From yeah, exactly. Like that's that's all him, fresh faced, right? Mm-hmm. The only person who's allowed allowed to have two different images is Ethan Embry. We've got Dutch Ethan Embry and Empire Records Ethan Embry. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you know what? A, a movie that we need to do on the podcast, I've threatened to do on the podcast before, Empire Records, uh, and that uh, I was I had revisited recently yeah? with Jenna. Um, I love that movie. Well, interesting. Uh, coming up next week, <laughs> no, I'll put it on the list, but uh, we have to do that at Get some point. Get it on point. the list. Get I'm it on the list. I'm not even going to tell you what God, I thought about I, it. I, well, I, I think I can guess based <laughs> on your reaction. I loved it. This is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. This is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies. Sometimes they're bad movies. No matter what the case, uh, each week we will try to watch a movie and then come back here with each other and uh, and analyze it, kind of tear it apart, and, uh, and invite you to take part in the discussion uh, by going to our Facebook page in the search bar, put in the Editing Bay that's going to bring up a picture of a woman with bleeding eyes. That's us. Click on that, and that's where you could talk back to us. <laughs> Joe, you think it's time to update our, our logo? I don't know. I We've love had that it for logo. a while, and then we had the that fan. Let me tell uh, you. Let me tell you about another group that's had a logo fan. for a long time: the Nazis. <laughs> I thought you were going to go like Coca-Cola. I was, I was about to go Dr. Pepper or Coca-Cola. Something but iconic. I decided to go zig left instead of go right. Also iconic. Uh-huh. One would argue. <laughs> yes. Great true. looking uniforms. Too. Yeah, man. I mean, what would it be without, what would Indiana Jones be without, without that, a dress. that great logo? That's right. Did oh. you hear, by the way, speaking of Indiana Jones? I can tell from the grimace on your face. <laughs> the grimace. Nothing can <laughs> your, kill the grimace. Your face turned purple. Yeah. Nah. You crave chicken nuggets. I kind of feel like, uh, okay, look. Based on what Disney did with Star Wars, mm-hmm. I'm willing to give it a shot. Right. You sure. know, let's let's give it a go. But are we going to pretend that Kingdom of the Crystal Skull never happened? <laughs> no, seriously. It, it doesn't is, sound like going it. going to do that? Because it sounds like a direct sequel to that, and they're bringing back, what's her name, who should not Karen have Allen? been with the Yeah. Who, or no, uh... Uh, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Karen Allen. Game has passed her by, so uh, we should we should leave her out. But of they're gonna bring they're gonna future. bring Shia back. What are they? Shia LaBeouf. Are you saying this? Are you asking? I'm this? asking. No, I don't. I, I don't think he was mentioned. I think um, <laughs> I don't think he would pass the insurance test. 
to be in a film right now. Um, and, and he's off doing his own thing on, on YouTube. He's got some things to say. I actually really like Shia LaBeouf. I know we uh, we take him to task he's a, a little He's bit, a talented but, uh, kid. He has, very he has talented. some really, really great acting instincts. I remember him from Even Stevens. I remember him from Holes. Yes. Yeah, that was right. a good flick. Oh, cute Shia. Yeah, dude. Um, so so what else? What's going on? What's going on with you? Well, um, I, wait. Oh, so we talking about La La Land. Yes. There was another movie that came out mm. called Logan. I'm not familiar with it. What's no? this about? Is it well, independent it's, film? It's an independent French, film. perhaps? Yeah. No, Subtitles? No, it's Canadian. It's a Canadian. Oh, okay. French Canadian, even worse. <laughs> Jesus. Sacre bleu. <laughs> uh, yeah, Logan. The, uh, the, the latest and last Outing? You say that with a question mark, but isn't no, that kind I'm, of it uh, is, it's, it's a thing? I'm just I'm playing up. I'm playing up the drama of it for oh. the podcast. Well, there's no drama. I mean, the radio drama, drama is he said he didn't want to come I, back I for playing uh, it up Joel. for another. No, I understand, but our audience is smarter. Than He's that. like, I don't want to come back for one more. <laughs> I'm done playing the Wolverine. You sound like uh, Crikey. <laughs> who is that? <laughs> That's just my huge. No, you know what it is. It's Australian. It's uh, from Hook. Not Dustin Hoffman, but who's his... Who's Bob Hoskins? The Bob Hoskins character. Oh, come on, Hook. We can make the little buggers make love you. Make the little buggers love you. I've just had an apostrophe. <laughs> I believe you mean an epiphany. Lightning has just struck my brain. <laughs> well, that must hurt. You sound like uh, Vinnie Jones, actually. <laughs> On the juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> I did that earlier. That's so... Gr- no, okay, so getting back to... Logan. Mm. Logan. Logan. Loved it. Did you? Oh, dude, yeah, it's yeah, great. It's- uh, it made me wish that all X-Men movies had been rated R. <laughs> I and mean, I they they only feature people with knives that come out of their hands and like laser beams out of their eyes. I mean, like they're trying to tell some serious stories. I understand that. Uh, what was it back in two thousand two when we decided the first X Men movie had come out? Yeah, and, uh, X X Men. X Men. And uh, realized um, when uh, the the original X Men came out, and uh, we still had to make our comic book movies kind of uh, light and bubbly, right? You know, they couldn't have too A little much bit, violence. Man, that X Men movie, that first X Men movie, still managed to have some dark tones to it it is and, and it is intense but going back and watch it is not i mean like you see more brutal shit on on cable television it's true and your your basic episode of evolved, law and order I mean, I mean we're talking about it's been 17 years it's been 17 years 17 years of the x-men franchise dude. days oh my gosh that's right yeah, yeah. so maybe we cut a little bit of a little bit of slack <laughs> uh, and it, had it not been for Deadpool, can we say that uh, yes. we may not have seen? Absolutely. Can no. you imagine what that film would have been? What Logan would have been? It would have been the Wolverine, <sighs> which wasn't horrible. Like no. we we liked that movie. Yes, we did. But it wasn't. It still wasn't the Wolverine movie that we deserved nor wanted. <laughs> but Deadpool, Deadpool just completely tore this thing wide open with the superhero genre. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you, Deadpool, for doing that, for breaking new ground and showing that an R-rated mainstream superhero yeah. movie could work. Yeah, not a lot of decapitations in that last X-Men movie. No. This one... Uh, this one... Quite a body count. Oh, my god, Quite a body count. Like, like the... What, that, oh, I don't want to spoil anything, but... You, damn it, like, you, there's that one point you know where we can Wolverine... Do? What like, we can do? Hold on. If you want to be spoilerific, I'm going to edit right now, all right? So at this point, what are we... 11 minutes in, so uh, I'll, I'll edit it. I'll put it at the end of the episode. Okay. Listeners, if you want to know, if you want to hear some Logan spoilers, that's we're, a great we're idea. over the next couple of minutes. That's a great idea. starting in three, two, one. Go for it. So, uh, all right. 
So we're going to talk about a movie that you referenced like a million fucking times. <laughs> you say that. I don't remember it coming up that often, but if I guess you, enough If you to... mentioned it once, you mentioned it a million fucking times. That sounds like me. It's a movie called Pleasantville. Yeah. Uh, 1998? I, I guess so. Pleasantville? If, if you say so, you starring sound very confident Toby about Mo- I, had to look, I had to glance Speaking over Speaking of superheroes, Mo- starring Mo- Spider-Man. Yeah, that's right. The original. Well, not even the original. Well, yeah, the original. Yeah, we'll I call him the original. For all intents and purposes. The Sam the Raimi Spider-Man. Man, hmm. I feel like Sam Raimi Spider-Man gets a bad rap. The first like, one? As people look back on it. Or just the like, Tobey Maguire I loved the films. second one. Like, yeah, for the I think lo- everybody did. For a long time, I felt like Spider-Man 2 was the best superhero it's, movie. It's still very strong. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then after they made that third one, that third one just kind of, man, it it, it just yeah. stained that entire series. Coming soon to an episode of The Editing Bay. Spider-Man, Spider-Man 3. 3. It's been on my list for a while. I think we might have some differing opinions on that as well. You think so? Uh, I might surprise you. Not as ooh, all right. Well, then uh, save it for future episode. But for now, yes. Save uh, it for puber- pu- pu- <laughs> puberty. Puberty. Toby McGuire. Toby McGuire. Easy for you to say. Uh, Reese Witherspoon. Uh-huh. William H Macy. Joan Allen. Uh, and Don Knotts. Jeff Daniels. And, and Jeff Daniels. How can I forget Jeff yeah. Daniels? Yeah. Uh, Dumb and so, Dumber's Jeff Daniels. So this was a movie that uh, back in the day when it first came out, uh, I saw the trailers for it and I really wasn't interested. I could see that because I rewatched the trailer for it before uh, watching the film. Uh-huh. And uh, man, trailer, trailers back then were awful. They're They've so bad. Trailers have come a long way. We have our own version of bad trailers nowadays. There's all sorts of tropes uh, that, that really annoy me. The fade, the fade out, the fade out of the black, the the the, the ever increasing screech. The, everything has to build. Uh, I can do an entire episode about it. Movie trailers today. There we go. Let's do that instead. <laughs> movie trailers on the editing bank. No, you uh, you brought up Pleasantville. Um, you, you wanted to do it. I guess there was something about my references to it. That you, you referenced it. Well, uh, this is after Sarah and I moved into the house. Mm-hmm. We didn't have any TV. And oh. so we could just watch. We had Blu-rays and DVDs. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so we like picked one each de- each night. Nice. Like, okay, your, your turn. All right, my turn. Da, da, da. And, uh, and her choice was one of those nights was Pleasantville. And I was oh. like, sure, let's watch it. Joel fucking references this movie all the time, <laughs> which he doesn't, but he references it all the time. <laughs> I have mentioned it. Uh, and so why not? Let's let's watch this movie. Uh, so when did this, this takes place in 98? But it's like one of the things about this movie is that it takes place in the 90s, mm-hmm. but Tobey Maguire is like obsessed with an old fucking Leave it to Beaver style show. So already a little unbelievable off the bat. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe that any teen in the late 90s would care that much or know the trivia about some unfunny black and white TV show from the yeah. 50s. I mean like what's the farthest back you went? Like I, I was more like growing up in the in the late 80s, I was watching a lot of the Three's Company uh, reruns. I watched a lot of Three's Company. The thing is um I uh I, I spent a lot of time with my dad. My dad mm-hmm. watched a lot of TV as a kid, and so he had a lot of his favorite shows, so basically I would watch those. Uh, so, I mean, I watched a lot of Honeymooners. I watched a lot of Abbott uh, Costello. Oh, okay. Uh, I watched uh, a whole lot of, you know, All in the Family, mm. The Jeffersons. Yeah. Uh, but Three's Company, for sure. You know, Dukes of Hazard. Oh, yeah. Uh, I Love Lucy. Fucking, I watched I Love Lucy. I watched Leave it to Beaver. Whatever was, whatever old show was syndicated on, like, you know, <laughs> our local TV channels and stuff that you would watch before you yeah. went to school or after yeah. you got home from school. Yeah, yeah, you just rattled off the last two decades of Nick at Night programming. That's <laughs> basically what you did. And then, uh, and then late 80s kind of kicked in with their own modern classics like Perfect Strangers and, oh, yeah. and Full House and stuff. And that's kind of where I feel like the sitcom got its revival. Yeah, and moved into prime time. Well, it was always in prime time, but moved into like Fridays. Yeah, I days. mean, you had your, your family ties, right. your growing pains. 
uh, what was the other one? Rest in peace. Step by step. Ooh, baby. No, not. She's she's the sheriff. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that, too. Yeah. What e- was Evening Shade? What was the uh, Three's Company spinoff? That there was, a couple of them? Uh, yeah, well, there was the Furleys. The, there was the Ropers. There, uh, the Ropers. That's what it was. Yeah. It was Three's Company. Mm-hmm. Then they did the Ropers. But then they also had uh, uh, Four's a Crowd or Three's a Crowd. It was just basically oh, Jack Tripper. Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. two new girls or something? No, 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 no. That's two broke girls. Uh, <laughs> no, it was just it was Jack Tripper, and he was oh. a chef at a restaurant. Oh. He was in love with like the owner's daughter or whatever. And so I think that it was like Three's familiar. Company and Three's a Crowd or, yeah, or something like familiar. that. Never really got into that one. Speaking yeah. of Three's Company, though, Three's Company. Oh my god! And edit. Uh, Don Knott. Don fucking not. Andy. <laughs> also, oh god, yes, he does that. I, I, I love and miss his. I didn't realize how much I miss his mannerisms until uh, rewatching this movie. There's a moment there where he's talking to the uh, through the TV screen. We should explain. Uh, he plays a the character of a TV repairman. A TV repairman, or is he something more, Joe? I think he's a little bit something more. Is he an astral um, being? I think he's an asshole being. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, maybe we're, we're jumping ahead just a little bit, but that's, sure. that's fine. No, that's I okay. I just wanted to announce the uh, the presence of Don Knotts. Of Don Knotts. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, <laughs> what is the, the the chicken and Mister Limpet? Oh yeah, was it? it was uh, the, the, about the, the the incredible Mister Limpet. It was a fish. The incredible Mister Limpet. Uh, all right, so. So we were talking about Tobey Maguire. He's obsessed with this show called Pleasantville. Mm-hmm. And his sister, played by Reese Witherspoon, yeah. is... She's a little boy crazy. Okay, yeah. That's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> she's uh, she's totally boy crazy. And she's supposed to have some guy come over or whatever. Yeah. They live with their mom, single mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they get in an argument over the TV. Yeah. None of them, neither one of them calls a TV repairman, but Don Knotts just shows up. Magically with his and he, van. And he's like, well... <laughs> Mirror, fix your TV. <laughs> your Don Knotts sounds a lot like uh, your Paul, Paul Giamatti. Giamatti. <laughs> I'm here to fix your fucking TV. <laughs> More cursing. That's what separates. <laughs> I realize that now. Uh, so he gives them a magic remote control, mm-hmm. and then they fight over it like mm-hmm. children, <laughs> and they're transported into the TV show. Not Yeah, exactly. Into, uh, into Pleasantville. Uh-huh. Uh, this all happens like before the 10-minute mark, too. Like, yeah. It moves very quickly into this space. They they just spend a couple of uh, moments in high school, kind of setting up that uh, Tobey Maguire is the the hopeless dweeb, yeah. right? nerd. Yep, doesn't know how to talk to girls, uh, and yeah, like you said, uh, Reese Witherspoon, a bit of a harlot. Yeah, speaking of uh, scarlet Fucking letters, Paul Walker, dude, and then Paul Walker, Paul Walker just shows up and you forgot like, look he at was that. in this. Look at this beautiful son of look a. Look how young he is with that million dollar smile. Jeez. It's great, man. Really missed. I've, I've started feeling real sad. I was like, oh, man. Who do you Paul miss more, Don Knotts or Paul Walker? Uh, Don Knotts. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he was neither fast nor furious. It's been a long time since I see you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
But yeah, so they, they get transported into this. And and Joe, like that's really the last you hear about um, why this all happened and what this world is and how it relates to, to like, like they don't they don't even try to really kind of explain any sort of science or, or mysticism. Well, why behind should it. they? They set it all up with through Tobey Maguire's trivia stuff, where he's trying to study trivia questions. Mm-hmm. That is a that's their sloppy way of setting up the story and you know kind of giving us the exposition of this movie before Actually, they jump in. The sloppier it. way of doing it is the way the film opens, like straight. Up with a commercial for the TV show Blissville before we even get to so the, they did both yeah so they go ahead and they do both um, so one of my problems with this movie is that it, it, it seems inherently tone deaf yeah like, yeah a little bit this, this, I should it say starts this off is, and it's kind of goofy like goofy comedy what are we gonna do yeah. in this place and then shit kind of gets fucking real and it even like goes into like to kill a mockingbird territory absolutely and it, it starts to feel a little heavy handed oh oh do you think so <laughs> is it a little heavy handed it's show just, it's just Joel just a smidge heavy handed there are with scenes where message. like kids are literally burning books yeah. Uh, and and one character is flat out called your colored girlfriend. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It, it within the context of the film, uh, it kind of works. And listen, it's very ambitious. I should mention this was the the directorial deb- debut of. Uh, oh damn! I just had it and it went away. Something Russ. I don't know. He's gone on to do things. And actually, the most notable thing he's doing, he's doing that um, Ocean's Eleven reboot. The female Are there, uh, Ocean's Eleven reboot. Ocean's Eight. Have you heard about this? Well, thank God. <laughs> thank God they're doing this. That they're they're bringing back. I'm now I'm looking at your laptop. Yeah, what is this guy's name? Uh, wait for it. Gary Ross. See, Gary Ross, the guy who did the paintings on uh, PBS. Oh, he also did a election, or is that you? Just might, you also might like. No, you also might like oh, because okay. it has Reese Witherspoon in it. But he did. Uh, what did he do? He's doing that. Oh, he did. Uh, but he's mostly a writer. The, so Hunger, he wrote the Games. Hunger Games. Sea Biscuit. Sea Biscuit. Free State of Jones. Wow. Oceans Eight. There it is, coming out in 2018. Oh, he did the Tale of Despero. Everybody knows that. <laughs> 2008. You just you keep you keep scrolling and it's just the same shit over oh, and but over. Then again. also Lassie. La- oh, and also Lassie. <laughs> so yeah, uh, no surprise that the, this film feels a little tone deaf. Sounds like he's still kind of getting his footing as a director. Yeah. Uh, but he also wrote it though. So I he thought had something... that I thought it was going to be like super fun. Like you know, here's gonna this is gonna be the super fun. And yeah. Just the trailer makes it look that way. Figure, and the trailer makes it look like it's super fun. But these kids are kind of bringing something modern to this world. It was like the, the and the that's what's bringing reboot. the color to it, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Instead, and the thing is, I don't want to be mistaken like that I was disappointed mm-hmm. because I think overall, Joel, I think I liked this movie. I did too. I just had problems with it. Like, no. it, it wasn't a perfect film. Totally agree. But it was good. There are some movies that kind of zig Mm-hmm. Um, in, instead of zag, it zig a zig has, and do it like in a really good way, like where it just kind of totally expands. And you thought the movie was going to be one thing, but it turns out to be something else. Sure. Uh, the most recent thing that comes to my mind is uh, Looper. Yeah. Looper is one of those films you watch the trailer and you hear the premise. You're like, oh, okay, I get it. This guy travels back in time. Yeah. He can, he's going to kill himself, and now it's like him versus young him versus old him. Mm-hmm. But then you get to that second act, and like it, it just totally pivots right. and becomes something so much more. Uh-huh. And so I. I, I do give this film, I do give uh, Pleasantville credit for attempting to do that and trying to do something deeper than just what you described. Just like, oh, it's a wacky, you know, uh, uh, decade. Fish out of water comedy. Exactly what yeah. it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it's going to be like Teen Wolf where they all learn from him and uh, it kind of does, but it's trying to say something more. It's it's try- it's, it, it just does it in such a weird, like, 
obnoxious self-important way yeah in, in some moments like very much like i guess my best example of this would be toby mcguire in the courthouse like near the end yeah where he's doing the, the to whole kill like, a mockingbird yeah to kill a mockingbird or even a time to kill where he's like yeah dad look at her uh-huh. <laughs> look at her i mean now would you love her any you know like really really saccharine and schmaltzy yeah exactly and it, it came across a little disingenuous, I guess. Yeah, there's some... Like, what, what? James Cameron is one of those directors for me, too, where I, you could take Titanic both ways, right? You could see yeah, it as, you could. oh, it's so fucking over-melodramatic, and oh, I'll never let go, Jack, right? But there's also a way you can view it, and, and if you just kind of lose yourself in it, and it's in its <laughs> sincerity... Lose yourself in the moment. In the moment, you, you own it. Never, you let, it never let it go. Oh. oh. <laughs> you only get one shot. Do not let, miss this chance to blow. <laughs> Zip. <laughs> you said it. Uh, but yeah, so I, I I don't mind it when it's when it's sincere. You know, Spielberg is accused of that as well. Yes. Being really like, you know, the, the music swells with John Williams and the long push-ins of them looking off into the distance as the wind saved. blows. I could have saved one more. But you know what? Isn't that, that's kind of what we go to films for and I appreciate. Could we get a, a, a Schindler's List taken crossover? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I have a particular set of skills. I have a particular set of skills. Saving Jews. Saving Jews. <laughs> I will find you. And I will save you. <laughs> that would have been the... There's a little boy in the toilet. <laughs> I, will, I will find him. Oh. It's funny because it's I true. Now I feel horrible. Yeah, I, I feel really bad. <laughs> Instead of bringing uh, up Schindler's List, we just brought down Taken. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Uh, <laughs> all right, so Pleasantville. Pleasantville. Uh, things start to go to shit when Reese Witherspoon, really with no motivation or reason, just decides she's going to fuck Paul Walker. She wants the D. And there's a part of that that kind of bothers me because all these people in this world are like, they're children. Like, they are children. They're yeah. they're ignorant and, and innocent. And there's a part of me that's like, well, wait a minute. Like, if they don't know those things, like, I'm imagining, know, and right? maybe I'm thinking too hard, this world of Pleasantville. Well, like, you I'm have to do it as the viewer because the director hasn't done it for you. Right. We're I'm, only left to imagine. I'm, like, imagining that she takes off his pants and he doesn't even have a dick. That's kind of what I was thinking, too. Like, if, if there's no toilets, remember, she goes into the diner, she's yeah, going to the restaurant, no she toilets. opens up the stall and there's no toilet there. I kind of had the same thing. Like, he was just going to be a Ken doll underneath uh-huh. all of that. Yeah. But uh, apparently not. And yeah, and, and there's like Joan Allen, like the mother doesn't know about sex and yet she has two children. So it's like, what is this world? I need a little more explanation. They, they, she needs so to, yeah. their knowledge gaps. Yeah. Because they're able to, there are children in this universe and I get that it's some sort of, you know, uh, Groundhog's it's, Day yeah, alternate reality. You just have to suspend disbelief a little bit. Invented by what, God? Or who, who is Don Knotts? Don Knotts. Is that I don't know. Uh, is he, obviously he's supposed to be God because... You want to talk about heavy-handed, they flat out do an Adam and Eve thing here. Yeah. Where literally the girl that he's banging, who she's in color and he's still in black and white, hands him an apple uh-huh. and he takes a bite out of it. And then Don Knotts later when he appears in the TV, like fucking Max Headroom. <laughs> Which, those little those moments harken back to, okay, this plays more like a goofy comedy mm-hmm. when Don Knotts is like, hey, don't turn off the, the TV. TV. And he like points through it, ouch, hurts himself. Yes. I love that. Uh, but, but yeah, you're but right. it's goofy a, a compared to everything film. else. Yeah. I want to know what happens to the actual children from Pleasantville. 
Like if Toby Maguire oh. and Reese Witherspoon come to this world, took over their souls. Did, yeah, did these two? Did they go elsewhere? I guess. Well, at least one of them uh, remains gone forever because Reese Witherspoon, Reese Witherspoon doesn't come back. Does not come back. Which will be how fun. does Toby Maguire <laughs> explain that to his fucking mom? Yeah. Hey, uh, good news, bad news. <laughs> one, the TV's fixed. Like at some point, she's gonna go. Where's your sister? Yeah, I'm still at college. She's been there for like five years now. She's at college, you guys aren't even done with high school yet. <laughs> yeah, she went early. <laughs> <laughs> Met a guy, you know how it is. He was wearing a jean jacket with no sleeves, so she couldn't resist. And 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 all Toby Maguire suddenly becomes like an expert in like female psychology. <laughs> like by the end of the movie, he's like, "Mom, he's confronting his." It's all right, mom. <laughs> no, I'm like, dude, what the fuck? What? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I but the thing is, as much as I'm criticizing it, like I said, as much as I'm criticizing it, I really enjoyed it while I was watching it. It's fun, and uh-huh. I like what they did with the symbolism. Jen and I were talking about it earlier, and I was kind of comparing it to Scott Pilgrim in the sense that it's 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 using um, this world as a as a metaphor and all the things that are going on with it. But it's like uh, I get the idea that the film thought it was more clever or, or maybe just had more to say, but I kind of feel like the what it was trying to say was fairly obvious. Yeah. And I, I wanted it to go maybe a couple of steps further um, and kind of flesh out the world a little more instead of just being... And you know, something that kind of uh, rubbed me the wrong way initially was how the people slowly tr- start to transform from black and white to color. Because yeah. ultimately, it ends up being once you're, to use the the, the, the parlance of our times, woke... Once you're woke, um, you turn color. Once you realize something about yourself, or or you've achieved a little bit of enlightenment. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Color unlocked. Right. It's kind uh-huh. of you know, like a video game in that way. Um, maybe that's why I thought about Scott Pilgrim. What? Yes. <laughs> what? Um. Uh, I guess Toby Maguire earned the power of self respect. <laughs> when you think action, think Toby Maguire. <laughs> uh. Oh God. What the hell was I going to say? Mm-hmm. The, um, Something about the symbolism of turning from black and white to color. Oh, oh, so let me complete that thought. So the, sure. the problem that bugged me about it was the first instances when it happens has to do with like sex and sexuality. Yeah. And so the message kind of gets muddled because they start off with that. You think and it's, it's like, not until if, you've been, if you, you're sinning. If you got laid, then uh, yeah. yeah, if you're sinning, exactly. That's what makes you better than everybody else. Uh-huh. Um, uh, so I can see how some, and in fact, I think some Christian organizations took this film to task for that very thing when it was released. Uh-huh. Dude, this thing bombed in theaters. I'm not sure if you're aware. I didn't know that. It was a $60 million budget. I think it made like 48 oh, when shit. it was all said and done. Yeah, so lost a little bit. I don't, it's kind of have, it, it has a cult following of sorts, um, mm-hmm. but the fact that you hadn't seen it, you know. No, no. And and the thing is, not only, it's, it's not that I didn't see it, but I still knew of it. Mm-hmm. I know of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I guess, um, I, I guess what I, I, I did enjoy like there are parts of this movie that I would have loved in a whole other story, like the whole bit with with Joan Allen and Jeff Daniels yeah. and them kind of finding each it's very other. Sweet, it's very sweet. But then at the same time, I'm kind of pissed off for William H Macy. You're pissed off for him. I'm pissed off for him because by the end, you know, he reaches his own enlightenment. <laughs> right, but it's too late. It's she's well, already run off with the, the milkman. Yeah, but but I don't know. I guess there's something about like they're. They're the the wife and the husband. They're the you know the father and the mother of the, okay of conceivably Toby Maguire and Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. And by the transitive, I guess I kind of was rooting for them to find each other. And, you know, and in a way they do. Yeah, the film leaves it very ambiguous at the end. And Joe, yeah, when they suddenly like Matrix. What do you he, think like, about Mr. Smith's? <laughs> he Mr. Smith's into Jeff Daniels. That's exactly what happens. Yeah, yeah. What do you what do you, what is that last shot supposed to mean? Do you I, think? 
I don't know. I mean, ultimately, the message of the whole film was kind of about like you know, there's 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 no right path, there's no right or wrong. You discover yourself. Everybody's on their own uh, journey in this world and uh, of of discovery, and things don't have to be the way um, that they're the, yeah you're told. I guess I don't know. I guess it maybe in a way William H Macy and Jeff Daniels uh, have have become one. Yeah, almost the same person. Right? Al- they've 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 gained an understanding. It's an idea. And so it's not so much that Jeff Daniels is on the bench, and it's not so much that William H. Macy's on the bench. Mm-hmm. It's that Joan Allen, whoever she's sitting on the bench with, mm-hmm. she sees both of those men in that person. Oh, yeah. I like that. So there's there's that. There's that. You know, if this were made uh, 10 years earlier, uh-huh. there would have been a whole subplot of whoever, like somebody from Pleasantville had to tra- travel to the real world and we'd see the fish out of water shit going on with them from the opposite from the opposite end, yeah. And then it would be a whole like, well, we've got to grab them and get them back into Pleasantville. That's true. Just like last action I'm, hero. I'm glad I didn't try to do I'm that. I'm glad it did too. I'm, I'm, I think that would have been horribly cliche, and it would have kind of as as inconsistent as this movie was. Mm. It really would have muddied what the intent was. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I think at its heart, it had it had a, a good it had a good point. And it had good intentions. It has a whole lot of soul, a whole lot of heart. Uh, it just kind of, it kind of whiffs a little on the execution. But despite that, I mean, I'll say it over and over. Despite that, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Had fun with it. It's, it's hard to complain about a film like this, no. unless of course you don't agree with that that premise. <laughs> <right>. Of uh, <laughs> and, I don't know. think people should find the goodness in others. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think uh, coloreds and black and white should be <laughs> oh dating. My. God. Their words, not mine. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. What about your colored girlfriend? Oh, they flat out God. say that, and it, it's jarring to hear somebody say that. But it's it's that's literally what he means. And then, and like, they, when they start like just uh, that harassing was, his mom. That character's name was Whitey, by the way. Yeah, yeah all of a sudden because she she's different. Get her. Yeah, like they're they gonna just, gang rape her on start, the streets yeah, to teach just, her a lesson. It's ridiculous. It's, really, it's it, a little well, too a little too dark for that. It, it, right, and you're absolutely right about the tone of this film. Uh, although, as I was watching it in the year 2017 with this doom 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 damn it no that doesn't work for the future in this in in the administration that we have in the white house right now like there's a lot of things here we this go this is like history here repeating itself here we so go. it becomes very poignant here we go mm-hmm. where mm. are we going joe yeah i'm just saying obama might <laughs> be tapping it. these mics right now so <laughs> <laughs> we could only be so lucky uh what wanna, if obama were listening i want to listen to that podcast yeah uh, about the movies <laughs> not a bad Obama. <laughs> do your Trump. It's my Joe Obama. <laughs> uh, I can't do Trump. Okay. No. I won't make it. Okay, happen. wait. I'll, I'll do Trump. I'll do Trump. Okay. Chuba. Kuwanki Mikey Chewbacca. Because he's holding a thermal detonator. <laughs> <laughs> would would Salacious Crumb be Sean Spicer? <laughs> he's the, no, he's the guy w- with the worm wrapped around his head. He's That's the, not uh, Pence? Hey, Jabba no bother. That wouldn't be Pence. <laughs> I would take her to Jabba now. <laughs> the weak-minded one. The messenger. <laughs> Kellyanne Conway's the singer of the size Noodles. <laughs> no, that's, that's a... She's, she's Salacious Crumb, and in fact, somebody photoshopped that. Did you see oh, that? Oh, did they? Facebook? I have not seen that. That picture of her like kneeling on the couch in the White House. <laughs> She's like on next to Jabba. Oh my god! <laughs> That's great stuff, man. Uh, oh, we're fucked. Fake news. Hashtag we're fucked. Mm. Uh, Pleasantville. Right. Pleasantville. Nineteen ninety-eight. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else do you have on um, this? Well, the sad note that this was the final film for two uh, of the 
the the starring cast members. Um, one Reese Witherspoon and in, in the, the, that's right. Rest in rest in peace, Reese. <laughs> Reese. Rest in Reese. Reese's pieces. <laughs> Rest in pieces. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> no, she's still alive. But uh, not with us is, uh, of course, Don Knotts. He was really old when this film came out. Yeah. He was too old, I tell, I hear, I hear tell, <laughs> to even uh, go in and do the, the looping, the ADR, oh, his wow. own voiceover. So they had to get a sound alike, a comedian who did a Don Knotts impersonation to do some of his uh, his final narrations, final voiceover. Wow. Uh, and then J.T. Walsh, the JT uh, Walsh, the kind of villain of this film. Famous, he's the did, did a whole lot of work. He did a, so much work with Kurt Russell. Uh, what did he do with Kurt? He did a breakdown movie called Breakdown. Breakdown. He was also Shake in um, Takedown. He was also in Tequila Sunrise. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Shakedown, breakdown. You busted. Let down your gun, yeah. honey. Just about the time I think it's all right. Breakdown, shakedown. You busted. You busted. Got a lot of musical moments here for the 2018 Eddie Awards. Man, I've got the music in me. (laughs) Hmm. Well, let's get it out of here. J.T. Walsh. Yeah, J.T. Walsh is in a bunch of stuff. Sadly. Very, very much missed. And this was his last uh, film. Great character actor. Yeah, he's one of those those faces like I had forgotten until I saw it, and then it was like, Hey, that guy. That guy. Whatever happened to that guy? He's dead. That's what happens. Boom, 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 boom. But yeah, uh, I I like it enough to recommend it. I'm glad you saw it. Yeah. Hopefully, you don't feel like it was a waste of two hours of your life. No, I think there was a lot of good things at work in this movie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just think the way that this director and this production crew put them together. Maybe it wasn't the best way. Like I wouldn't probably wouldn't have done that myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it could have it could have probably been cut down a little bit as well. Yeah, uh, two but hours no, is good for the for the most part. I I, I enjoyed what I watched, uh, which will bring me to what yeah. did Pleasantville do right? Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, the casting. Had a great cast. A um, lot of lot of A plus performers in here. Of course, you said uh, Joan Allen and William H Macy. Um, and I, oh, Tommy McGu- Tommy McGuire did not bug me in this. No. And I've been watching a show on HBO. That one that just came out. What is it? Little Big Lies. Big Little Lies. Yeah. With uh, Reese Witherspoon. And I've I've kind of rediscovering her, and I forgot how much I liked her. I remember uh, kind of thinking she was annoying and obnoxious in this movie. Uh-huh. And she's supposed to be her character is supposed That's what to the be, characters. but she does it really well. And uh, yeah, an accomplished actress, I'm still an kind Oscar of, winner. I'm still kind of confused as to where her character arc like suddenly that was the came one, around. You, that's one of the most shallow parts of the film because it's like uh, Tobey Maguire defends his mother, right? And, and that's when he kind of uh, has a personal growth moment. Uh, for others, it's losing their virginity. For Jeff Daniels, it's uh, learning how to paint. N- naked women and boobies, uh, and for Reese Witherspoon, it's learning. Usually, you come in and you and you wipe down the counters, <laughs> but you didn't come in today. So I just so I just <laughs> kept wiping the counter. That creepy shot of his hand just going in a circular motion. Yeah. He's worn out the countertop underneath it. Yes. very robotic. Why? Scary. I'm sorry, I cut you off. This could have. You know what? You know how they like take uh, movies and they'll re edit them and totally change the to tone horror movies exactly or take the shining and make it a buddy comedy shining they should, could totally do that with this film and make it like a horror film like they're stuck in this world and everybody's after them yeah i might do that you should do that watch the uh, the facebook page be that guy i'm going to be that guy uh what i thought pleasantville did right mm-hmm. was the uh, i really loved 
the, uh, the the production design of this movie. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. I like the way that things changed. I thought that was really neat. Like, not just Subtle. people turning color, but, like, the way that the town changed subtly. And, you know, how there was just one road in town and it never went anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And slowly the town started to expand while the movie was going on, which I thought was really creative. Yeah. And I even like the effects of, like, there's uh, people in black and white and people in color. And I know that's probably a really simple effect now at this point. But no, at I think the time, it, I think it looks really good. Still. They had to um, for for the moments when Joan Allen, when when uh, they're applying the makeup to her to cover up, uh, you know, that she's turning colors. Uh-huh. She's embarrassed in front of and doesn't want to be in front of William H Macy with her colored face. Sure. So they're applying makeup to go black, black and white. But to do that effect, they were putting green, green makeup on her, on her and yeah. then comping out that color. Yeah. Uh, and when this came out in 1998, it was a year before Star Wars Episode One: Phantom uh-huh. Menace. It was so until that film came out, it had the most digital effects, most shots that had digital Holy effects shit. on it of any other film. Yeah, I, I just imagine a producer somewhere going, "Fuck Star Wars!" <laughs> I know, right? Uh, or George Lucas going, "Where's that movie, Pleasantville?" <laughs> Fuck you! Uh, all right, so what did Pleasantville do wrong? Oh man, we talked about it earlier, but it's way too heavy-handed with its message, mm-hmm. uh, and and maybe a little um, out of focus as far as like what it wanted is exactly know, pick one and go with it, mm-hmm. um, but. No, oh, well, we're doing the things I didn't like about it. Yes, way too heavy-handed. Uh, the visual imagery, uh, just kind of reinforcing what we already knew. And sure. Of course, like you said, sealing or, or borrowing, I guess I should say, from uh, To Kill a Mockingbird uh-huh. and Catcher in the Rye and, and other such classics. Yeah. Uh, I agree. That's what Pleasantville did wrong. I thought that it was a lack of, of focus. Uh, it, it failed to kind of refine itself when it should have. Mm. And uh, and I mean that's that, but that's it. You know, I yeah. I hate saying it because it, to me, when I'm listening to it through my ears, I'm like. Sounds like I'm really fucking bashing this movie. <laughs> and I don't mean to because I feel like if you haven't seen this movie, I do not want to dissuade you from seeing it. Sure. You should check it out. This is a fun movie. Uh, and Just know you're some... gonna be you're gonna be spoken to a little bit. Yeah. It's At... a it's a little uh it's a little after school specialty. Mm-hmm. Um all right. So if we were to remake Pleasantville today, oh. uh, how would we do that, Joel? Uh well I'm gonna do something I've never done. I think I'm gonna go backwards. Okay. If you don't mind. All right, please. Uh, so um, I'm going to start with my. Uh, I'm going to start with my top. I'm going to start with Tobey Maguire. Okay. The what is his name? Bud. In Bud. This, in this film, um, and I'm going to recast him with uh, Topher Grace. That's. <laughs> so there's a little bit of a, a little Venom. Venom yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do that again. Exactly. Uh, I went with another superhero uh, actor. Oh. He's going to be playing the Flash in the DC movies. Ezra Miller. He's also in Fantastic Beasts. I love that guy. He seems like he could be kind of like nerdy enough to want to like follow a black and white TV. He show. is. There was a film called uh, The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Have you ever seen that one with Emma, Emma I don't Watson? Think I have. No, I don't think I've seen Emma it. Watson and Logan Lerman, I believe, are in it. Wow, look look at me pulling that out of my ass. Um, nice little film about high school and growing up. But uh, I discovered him there. I didn't discover him, but uh, I discovered him for myself there. Uh, and yeah, a fine actor. Good choice. You, you first discovered him there. There you go. That's the way to say it. That's pretty good. Okay. You want to go backwards with, with me? Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Uh, I went with a, uh, a Game of Thrones actress, Sophie Turner. And now who's she? That's uh, Sansa Stark from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Well, what, what Redhead. Else? She was okay. also in X-Men Apocalypse. There she played Jean Grey. There you go. Okay, yes, yes. Love her. She's great. Um, and speaking of redheads, I went with another redhead, Emma Stone. Nice. For my... Reese Witherspoon character. Speaking of La La Land. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, I, I guess I'll go with the Joan Allen Let's character. Jo- yep, that's where I am. I kind of went against type on this one. Hmm. Uh, I cast, and not in any kind of goofy way, but I cast Melissa McCarthy. Oh, 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 man, that's nice. I yeah. love when she does drama. Uh-huh. I love when she kind of tones down the comedy. Did you ever see St. Vincent? 
with Bill Murray? Did, she was yes. really good in that. Very good. I'd love to see more of that and a little less Ghostbusters. Yeah. Which, by the way, I ripped the other day. I mean, I uh, <sighs> legally transferred to did my you, hard did, drive. did you watch it? I started watching it. Or I didn't start. I, I wanted a sample. I wanted to make sure the it was working. The file uh-huh. was working. So yeah. I, I went about like 15 minutes in. For you. yeah, it's, you're not going to see any spoilers, right? Um, it just wasn't like what I was seeing. It's, it's, Maybe you know that's it's, a bad place to start it. It's not bad. Okay. It's not I'm going to watch it, it's, obviously. I have it. It's good for a watch. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like... I'll be deleting I, it from my hard drive. Afterwards. Yeah, probably. I haven't had the the desire to watch it again. Okay, but the you know what? I watched it once, and there was actually some stuff that made me really laugh out loud. I'm sure it'll be funny. Yeah, but like seeing you don't want to see a comedian do his entire act twice. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I got you, Jeff Daniels. Oh wait, why you didn't done do my, your Joan uh, Allen? Joan Allen uh, went with Marissa Tomei. Oh hey. Hey. Oh hey. Aunt May. There you go. <laughs> see, see how I'm see the webs. I think together? The, the webs spinning. Uh, <laughs> No, I like I like Marissa Tomei. She's uh-huh. a, she's a good choice for that. Jeff Daniels, age appropriate. Uh, again, went with a char- with an actor that I probably you probably wouldn't expect. Uh, comedian Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh. Help Matt me out Walsh. Here. Uh, he's done oh, man. He's done a whole bunch of stuff on like Comedy Central. Uh, he's done. He's been bit characters and stuff like uh, like uh, old school. Uh, he, he's he's a pretty oh I love yeah, this guy. Pretty well known, famous comedian. I never know. Yeah, from uh, uh, UCB, I yeah, believe yep, originally. Yeah, yep. um, yeah. You see him in a lot of stuff. I love that guy. What did he's, I used to watch him on? There was a show called My Boys. It was on TBS. There you go. That I again, I discovered him. I discovered. You him. Did. <laughs> That's right. I found him. Uh, You're welcome, America. So uh, who's who's your Jeff Daniels? My Jeff Daniels went with the Willem Dafoe, gentle Willem diner Dafoe. owner Willem Dafoe, who learns how to paint and discovers love and color. <laughs> I want you to look at my big dick. <laughs> yeah, then it turns into this is, uh, this is really funny how this is working out. Herzog you've film. got you've got a woman who plays Aunt May in the new Spider Man. That's right. You've cast the guy who played Venom. Mm-hmm. Topher you, Grace. You've cast the guy who played Green Goblin. Yes. Did all, you do this on purpose? And also Emma Stone. Yeah, oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. When okay, that's so you, you, this is this was your theme. Well, if you've uh, discovered my theme, then Joe, who do you think my uh, William H Macy is? Uh, your William H Macy. Oh God, is it going to be? It's not going to be Martin Sheen, is it? No, no. Good, good thought though. Uh, I guess just go for it. I'm going to go uh, J.K. Maybe. Simmons. Oh God damn it, J.K. Simmons. <laughs> it's called libel. <laughs> get her, get her some meat, Christmas meat. It's one of my favorite obscure lines. I'll tell you Christmas. what, man. Okay, uh, I'll tell you the one bad role that J.K. Simmons ever played, mm-hmm. and that is a fucking trick because he's never played a bad. Role. <laughs> Fucking J.K. Simmons is fucking yeah. brilliant. I like his little uh, cameo in La La Land too. Oh god! And the, Even and those the, few moments end, he's on screen. That very bit, at the, uh, the yeah. bit at the end where he walks up and he's like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> perfect." He it's makes like, everything better. Like the director just went, "All right, now I want you to do it like it's a fucking stage musical, right?" And just overact yeah. everything. It was so fucking funny, mm-hmm. but J.K. Simmons, man, he even saves insurance commercials. <laughs> he's like so good. It was, he's like, you can't fire me, man. It's Christmas. I see the decorations. <laughs> uh, all right, so then you have two more or uh, one? I have one more. I do too. Oh no, I do. I have two more. I okay. have my William H Macy. Mm-hmm. Uh, is John Hamm? Oh man! Oh, very good. Yes, and you could be him being the staunch. Uh, yeah, not wanting but then to... softening up, mm-hmm. and I could, I would like to see him in like a serious like relationship with a character like Melissa McCarthy, like oh, to kind of see those two. Interesting. Um, and then that brings me to my Don Knotts. Yeah. And now, 
<laughs> I, my thought with this is that they took a TV icon mm-hmm. from like a generation before mine. Thought you might do this. And made him this character because he is kind of like Don Knotts at, the, at that point embodied everything about classic television. Mm-hmm. And so if I were to do that again, yeah. now this time for the generation, my generation basically, mm-hmm. before this new one. Tim Allen. Uh, uh-uh. Ed O'Neill. Al Bundy. Oh my God, that's so that great! Al Bundy, oh, would be the, playing the, the TV, TV repairman. repairman. Uh-huh. Because he's like at the same time he's your uncle, but then he's also yeah. the wise kind of uh, uh-huh. sage-like advice. Yeah, dispenser. That's my oh, that's my guy. Ed O'Neill. Nice, nicely done. Love and I went with. Uh, well, you've already figured out my my uh, my theme here. I thought yeah. I'm pulling from various Spider-Man that's, movies. That's good, man. You, you did good with that. And uh, this one, I went back to the Raimi well. With because uh, you know you want somebody who's kind of like mysterious <laughs> and has a memorable role. Of course, you got to go Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Can't you see Bruce uh, Campbell like, as a like TV Bruce repairman? Bruce Campbell as a TV repairman. Would be <laughs> Isn't so that great? Good. Bruce Campbell is God. Uh, uh hey, mother scratchers, uh, in here the TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> put a whole different spin on it. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be our our fathers because I, I I thought you might go that direction. I, I couldn't come up with a good one, but Ed yeah. O'Neill is fantastic. I think you win. And I think, then you, I think if John Ritter were still alive, I'd have ooh. gone with him. Man, can you imagine the career that guy would have had? Yeah. What was it? Uh, Sling Blade was the last dramatic role was I saw him in. Was it Sling Blade or, yeah. or Bad Santa? Oh, uh, you said dramatic. Well, that I saw him in. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot about him in that. Uh, he's so good. He would have had just like an, an illustrious career. Yeah. Taken too soon. We've talked about a lot of dead people in this week's episode. We sure have. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe we'll uh, we can we can fix it. Oh, who, who's directing Let's yours? Lighten it up. Well, Sam Raimi, of course. Sam Raimi, uh, Joss Whedon directing mine. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. He'd be good at that. Yeah, I think that he would balance the tones pretty well. Balance the tones. He's just uh, got to calm down with some of the shit that he's got going on right now on Twitter. Oh, what's happening? I don't he's know about just, this. He's fucking talking about how like Republican senators need to get like raped by rhinos. <laughs> oh my god! Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's been saying stuff like that. Wow. So uh, maybe he needs to cool out a little bit. <laughs> Uh, all right, so if you've got any ideas on how you would recast uh, Pleasantville or any thoughts about how we've recast it or just, you know, thoughts in general about the movie, you can always talk back to us on our Facebook page in Facebook, the search bar, put in the editing bay. That's going to bring up that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. That's us. And that's where you can talk back to us. And also let us know if there's a movie that you want us to watch and talk about in the future. You do that right there. We've also got a website, right, Joel? Sure do. It's editingbay.com. You can go there. And if you go there now, you'll see that uh, I still have the Eddie Awards from 27 uh, page. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> hopefully by the time you hear this, I've uh, finally swapped that out. Because we're back to regular season now, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. So uh, editingbay.com, you can go there and find out a little bit about us. Get all of our past episodes. We have links to it there of where they're hosted originally. You have to do a little digging, but trust us, it's worth it. Uh, also. So, uh, a you'll, find, you'll find episodes that Joel forgets that we've even done. That's right. Like, the Perfect Weapon. What was that made-up movie? The Perfect Weapon. Yeah. Sounds how generic that is and how forgettable everybody and everything about that film was. So uh, you can listen to that episode. <laughs> we did a, we did an episode about a Nicolas Cage movie called Stolen that they've changed the title of since then. Oh, no. If did you, they do a live, you, die, repeat on it? Yeah. If you go to like Netflix, they've completely changed the title what of the movie. What is it? I don't, I don't remember now off the top of my head. Ironically. But it's no longer Stolen. Stolen. The name was Stolen. Taken. It. <laughs> that one was all. I've got a particular set of skills. Also taken already. <laughs> They've got a TV show of that. Out I there. saw that. Well, yeah, I saw that the other day. I was like, "Why is Taken only an hour long?" <laughs> this is the super edited for television version, and I realized it is. It's made for television. Give me back my son. Editingbay.com. You also have links there to our Twitter handle, which is at the Editing Bay. Please follow us there. If you're following us today, you already knew what episode was coming up, and uh, actually, if you follow now, you're already going to know what next week's episode is going to be. That's right. Um, so follow us at 
the editing bay, which we'll we'll talk about that here in just a minute, mm. uh, guys. If you uh, if you get us on your Apple device, we would love it if you'd leave us a five star rating and a review. All you got to do is go to the podcasting app in the search function, put in the editing bay. That's going to bring up our show. Tap on that. That's where you leave the review. Leave a five star rating. That would be fantastic. Let us know what you like about the show, and then when you're done with that, uh, recommend us to a friend and and help us grow this thing. Uh, all right. So if you don't have an Apple device. Uh, Android users, you guys could find us by using the the Podcast Addict and Podcast Republic apps. Just download those, use those, and you could search the iTunes store that way and find our podcast. So next week, mm. I want to get back on track with something. Yeah, I always hate when I feel like I've got unfinished business. That's right. Especially when Loose I come ends. on the pod, when I'm like, hey, dude. Uh, we're going to talk about this movie, and then like eight months go by, and we've never <laughs> talked about it. Usually it's because somebody died, and we decided it was more important to honor that person, which I realized the other day, have we done an official Carrie Fisher episode? We, I don't think we have. No, we no. might need to remedy that in the near future, but yeah. uh, it will not be next week. It's not going to be next week, because next week we're going to be talking about fucking Gross Point Blank. Finally. With John Cusack, Minnie Driver, Alan Arkin, Joan Cusack, and mm. Dan Aykroyd. Uh, Martin Blank goes back to school for his 10-year anniversary uh, and, uh, and, and it, it's sure to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> quack, quack. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I just got, I got nothing. I right. got fucking nothing. Well, that's all right, because the show isn't really ending, because uh, if you remember earlier, we uh, recorded a little segment about Logan. That's right. And we had some hot Logan talk, so if you want to remain spoiler-free, you have not seen Logan yet, uh, this is the end of the road for you. Thank you for listening. Take me back <laughs> to the end of the road. But uh, if you want to hear what we have to say, uh, we, what do we do? About five minutes on that? Yeah, we, we talk about it for just a little bit. Not not too long, not too extensive, but yeah, yeah we give you a few minutes. Like my lovemaking. So, oh, yeah. I want to kiss you all over. Not too hard, you know. And over and again. Hey, Jeff, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Joel, always hey. a pleasure, sir. The pleasure's all mine. Guys, we'll catch you next week for uh, Gross Point Blank. And now enjoy. Enjoy your Logan talk. All right. So when he gets back to the hotel, Logan, Logan, mm-hmm. and like everything's in like wacky mode because Professor X is trying to like stop time. Oh, Jesus. Yes. And like, oh, my God. When, how he just systematically he takes everybody out one by but when one. He's got like like it, it's. It's so visceral when he puts his fist up to a dude's head mm-hmm. and then just like pops the claws. It's the sound too. Oh. <laughs> Every time. Holy shit. And yeah, seeing it done like in slow motion like that. Like and that's the poor that's guys. Ballsy. They can't move. The guys with the guns are and they're slowly move, seeing But their him. eyes are like watching him what he's about to do. It's so <laughs> intense. Uh, yeah. He's, you, and it really does change his character because, um, you know, he was kind of cuddly. In in the last few X Men movies, he was well, kind of used for comedic purpose, and it's, you forget how lethal he is. It was um, it was kind of well. I don't know if you forget how lethal he is because mm-hmm. you see a bunch of shit like in the Wolverine. They had some pretty brutal moments, but my thing about this movie is that you've you kind of retcon the character mm. in different ways. Like he had spent so much time being a hero that now he was sick of it. He was done being a hero. He was taken in by a family and then he turned his back. And what I love about this movie is the redemption story that uh, that lies within of Wolverine finally understanding, like, you know, that he gets it again. He gets that, you know, what, what it means to have a family and to look out for people and what the value is for looking out for something and believing in something so much that you are willing to put your life on the line. Uh, yeah. and, and that relationship that develops between... I mean, the relationship That's between great. him and Xavier... Is yes. fucking fantastic. I love that. What it's a great so way to end that good, series. Good, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even like Stephen Merchant in this movie. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, he had a, a pretty good go. Uh, and then the girl who plays X23. 
She's fantastic. She's fucking great. Mm-hmm. She's so good. Could you imagine when we were kids, like no, seeing a movie man. with a person that age? In a movie this violent? <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. Oh, there would have been some uh, uh, industry uh, uproar or oh, some, yeah. some group would that would have complained. would have been an X-rated film. It would X- have been X- <laughs> X-Men. Um, but yeah, she's fantastic. Just the level of uh, child acting nowadays compared to where it was even 15 years ago. Uh-huh. They're so good. And all the little kids. I see little kids. All the new mutants. Scenes, yeah. And they're, they're all really like, good if you're this. familiar with the comics, the new mutants, yeah. that's, that's them. Watch this film and then go back and watch the aforementioned Hook. And look at the uh, <laughs> the the level, the acting, the of acting child acting there. As the chil- the child actors in these movies like You're just run circles it, around everybody. Oh god, it was so it's so good. Did you hear they're making a a Rufio? Oh, hold on, I'll I'll mention that. Yeah, we, yeah. we we got to finish talking about this <laughs> though. Logan. But the uh, this the the film is gorgeous. It's a beautiful movie to look at. Very well shot. The characterizations are just fucking wonderful. And just is, enough characters. We we talked about when we talked about the Wolverine. Mm-hmm. We kept talking about how what Wolverine needs is an intimate, introspective kind of film. Yeah, that's what this is. Mm-hmm. This is very much it. The only thing okay. that gets me about this movie, my my only major criticism, major criticism, major criticism, <laughs> uh, is. Is the evil Wolverine like how? Yes, it's kind of like Superman three when was, Superman fights Clark Kent. It was unneeded. Like uh, imagine taking that whole subplot out. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The story would have told just as this, uh, it, just the same. Would you have been just you as have, strong. You have the the Reavers chasing after the mutants, mm-hmm, trying mm-hmm. to get X twenty three. We already have what's the guy's name who has the the claw? Oh the yeah. claw. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Pierce. He's kind of our our main antagonist. Yeah, and then we have the we have, we already have Darth Vader and the Emperor. Uh huh. We don't need. And like halfway Another through, we we suddenly get Darth Maul, who just yeah. shows up, and it's yeah. like, what? That's exactly what it is. Now, while I'm criticizing it, I will say, like, kudos to fucking Hugh Jackman, dude. Yeah, man. To, like, have himself, and, and they probably did a whole lot of digital work on this, but... He's got to be on roids. Holy shit. Like, that guy's that, able to transform his body. That can't be natural. That's uh, got to be some chemicals, right? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Uh, it's not libel, right? But there, that? there's that. No, it's not. Okay, it's good. Not. But there was that, and there was the, the unmanned trucks on the highway. Where I just kind of felt like, well, this oh, is, did that take you out of it? That was just, uh, and they just, just needed to remind a, you that, that hey, this it's the is future, in the future, everybody. Yeah. yeah, except we're still using iPhone sixes. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't quite follow that. But it was very entertaining. It was very well written. Yes, it's. I mean, it immediately shot up to the top of my not just my X Men movies. Like it's definitely in the top three of my like Oops. just superhero movies. Yeah. And it's one of, I mean, it's a great film just in its own right. Take away like the designation of superhero movie. It's a fucking fantastic film. I love the smaller superhero films like that, a little more intimate. My favorite superhero films are like the, usually the, the origin story because it's yeah. all about them before you get cake on too much stuff. Sure. And uh, yeah, it's well Marvel, Marvel finally, well, not even Marvel, 20th Century Fox, the X-Men finally mm-hmm. have their Dark Knight. And that's yeah. absolutely this <laughs> And it's film. the last film. It's the last one. <laughs> that they'll ever do. They finally, go, well, no, they're going to make more X-Men movies. Just yeah. no more Wolverine. No more Wolverine. Unless they reboot and recast. Yeah, they can only play that, uh, well, uh, how do you do that though? Because I don't this know, whole man. thing is he's been alive through this whole timeline. I don't you can't know, really dude. go back and do a prequel with a younger Wolverine. Well, I mean, eventually you have to. I guess you could as their kids, right? At some point, him and Sabretooth were kids. <laughs> yeah, it was in X-Men Origins, Wolverine. <laughs> it's Wolverine where babies. They, where they run around at the end, like at the very beginning. I love that scene. When they're children. Yeah. It's the best part of that movie. Actually, there's a lot of ripe stuff. And, and wasn't 
Was it you that was telling me that uh, they wanted to bring back Sabretooth for uh, for this film? That's my only disappointment when I heard that. I was like, oh, that would have been great. It would have been cool. If One it was last Sabretooth. scene where they they hide out on their road trip at Sabretooth for some reason, and they kind of get their last moment to yeah. uh, to kind of come to terms with their life. That would have been. He's the, the only other person who's been there since the beginning. That's true. Well, it's too bad it was scripted of. and they never shot it. It was a different. It was a different Sabretooth though in the first. X-Men yeah, we're movie. gonna forget about that first <laughs> Sabretooth. Tyler Maine. and let's forget about Toad while we're at it. Speaking oh. of Darth Maul. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> Quit laying around. <laughs> okay, any more Logan talk before we get back? No, I think I think we've touched on it enough. It was just it was such a good movie. It's funny because after the Dark Knight came out, uh, Ken and I, who used to do a podcast, like yeah. dedicated three four episodes to just talking about the Dark Knight because mm-hmm. that movie blew us away. So I feel like I'm not doing this movie justice because it's like oh, we talked about it for two minutes. Well, then in some uh, future episode, we'll do, we'll do one devoted to Logan. How we about really, that? We really should. We really should. It's a good fucking movie. But for now, that wraps it up. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll check you next week. All right, later. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.